from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Kimmy Krenzer and Empire Records. I'll tell ya, if I was selling toilets today, I'd be a rich man on this week's Damn the Man episode. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film. Episode 217, we're celebrating Rex Manning Day here in early June. Rather than on April 8th, which I believe is the day in question in Empire Records from 1995. Directed by Alan Moyle and written by Carol Heikinen. How about that? Coincidentally, coincidentally, it's not coincidence. This is our second Carol Heikinen film of the three she's written. Hmm, how about that? Previously, we've covered Center Stage. But not today. Empire Records. Liv Tyler, Renee Zellweger, uh, Ethan Embry. Formerly Ethan Randall. His final film is Ethan Randall. And I'm Chris Maxwell, your host. Welcome to the show. So excited to revisit this uh, nostalgic piece of my youth. And I hope you are too. Let's get to my co-host. He's the man right to my left. The co-host from the couch. The podcaster of disaster and the Brad Davis that God gave us. My co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Christopher. Hey, Brad. How we doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. A lovely musical romp through an independent record store. Sure, sure. An angsty romp. An angsty romp really? for sure. Uh, 90s-tastic. Oh, with, big time. Yeah, everyone's wearing as much angst as they are jewelry. So, was this your 90s experience? <laughs> In a record store? <laughs> yeah. Angsty? Yeah. Not exactly. No. Uh, no, it was not. No. <laughs> How about your experience with this film? Was this you? This wasn't the first time you've seen Empire Records. No, 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 no. I've seen it quite a few times. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this was my, uh, maybe only my like third or fourth full viewing from the beginning. But I've seen parts of it many times, like on TV, and I always leave it on. So I've seen it plenty of times. Yeah, pretty fun little movie. Yeah, yeah. Simple, simple. A day at a record store. Yeah, certainly in vain with, uh, say, Dazed and Confused or. Another Ethan Embry classic, Can't Hardly Wait. Very much so. Also as 90s-tacular as at least the latter of those two. Anyway, let's get to our guest today. She is the one who brought this film to our attention for episode 217 in her return appearance on High on Film. Kimmy Krenzer is back. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, so happy to have <laughs> you back, Kimmy. Oh, thanks for making the trek into the podcast studio. Of course. It's just right up the 405, and you just hit nine hours of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Empl Sunday. Sunday, yeah, Sunday, exactly. Sunday traffic, doesn't matter. Yeah, no one cares. June gloom, it's not like the beach exactly. is really busy right now. I feel nothing. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's tough. Well, we can it, talk about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I just, I do, <laughs> I do feel like we could talk about that, but we don't need to debit. We can just talk about, talk about Empire Records. Yeah. Empire Records. Obviously uh, a film you show some affection for. I do. I would say it's one of my favorite chicken soup movies. Okay. If, you, if you're feeling like a little, like you're feeling ill, you're hungover, uh. you're a little bit some-something, and you just want to watch something dumb, but that's also awesome, Empire Records. There you go. I'm with you. I, I would not say necessarily dumb. What is it? Not like dumb. Easy. It's light. like... Sorry, Carol, if Carol hears this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God forbid. Well, from what it sounds like, Carol Heikkinen's script was a little <laughs> bit more well, long and complete than this movie, I think, turns out I to think, be. Yeah, I think uh, it, was, it was somebody else's doing. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's charming enough as is. Who's your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? Brad, does it come to you next? Oh. I would say, I kind of, I like Gina a lot. I'm a big Renee Zellweger in this movie fan. I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm pulling for her, you know? I just feel mm -hmm. like she's misunderstood. And yeah. maybe it's just because I just don't like Corey at all. Yeah. Corey is a little unlikable. Unfortunately, <laughs> she, she's yeah, played by Liv Tyler. Which... She's, she's supposed to be charming, and then everything she says and does, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, you know what, Gina? Gina, I'm there. I get it, though. I mean, I relate to AJ. Even though he's not my favorite character, but I yeah. fall right in love with Corey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny how that worked out. Yeah, isn't it? Well, of our crosses to bear. Yeah. I like Lucas. Lucas and Mark, yeah. clearly. Sure. Lucas and, uh, Lucas and Mark are definitely up there. I like, I can't even think of what his name is. The guy that just carries a guitar around the whole time. Burko. Burko, yeah. 
Just that bit of that character is pretty perfect. Yeah. Just um, has it. You see him clock in and he just carries a guitar around. At least he's seen doing like some yeah. semblance yeah. of work. Yeah. Whereas AJ, I don't think, is shown doing a lick of work for the entire day. Well, he does go out and cover for uh, Mark when Mark's yeah. freaking out. Oh, but we don't even we don't see it. it. We don't see yeah. it. Yeah. He's like painting something at some point. Yeah. And, and gluing, gluing quarters, quarters to the ground. Yeah. Most importantly. One of my favorite, actually, bits of this this movie, which we will get to. Yeah. But before we do, we should play some Trash Star Destroy. Oh, yeah. The first segment of the podcast, a bit of a uh, moral compass to see your, your tastes in film and, and uh, cinema history here. Of course, I love Liv, Liv Tyler. I always have. Mm-hmm. She, of course, big hit in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Including this movie, Empire Records. So, being as, you know, we all wish it was still the 90s, you That's know, we, we had a better president, and we had a Congress that was quick to impeach a president. <laughs> sure. Yes, they were. So let's, quote, live in the 90s. Three movies, <laughs> Liv Tyler, 1990s. Empire Records, That Thing You Do, and Armageddon. One of these movies is going to have to be trashed, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie you get to star in in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And the third movie then must be destroyed, which means the only version that has ever existed has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay oh of Armageddon fame. <laughs> <laughs> so Empire Records, doing that thing you do, and don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, Sugar, what, Sugar High, Sugar Rush, what's the name of the song at the end Sugar of the High. Sugar High. Sugar High. That thing you do, don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Trash Star Destroy. Boy, uh, I really love that thing you do, quite honestly. Like, I really like that movie a lot. It's doing that thing for you. It, it is. Uh, it has. So, I think I have to star in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'd take the Tom Everett Scott role. Sure. Obviously. It's a great role. Obviously. Uh, yeah, get to hang out with Tom Hanks and get to make out with Tyler at the end. Yeah. Win win. Oh. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's 1996, so I think people have missed the boat. You think we're okay? Yeah. <laughs> you think we're okay? I don't know if that's exactly a spoiler. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> not the main plot, though. That's, no, no, it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that thing. She did two uh, things. She did two things. Uh, and then... Boy. I mean, obviously, this easy choice is to give Michael Bay Armageddon, but then trashing Empire Records, I don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. There's a little part of it that's interested to see Michael Bay try Empire Records. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what does that look like? Well, I mean, he is a former music video director. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he directed the hell out man. of Mona Moore. What's the oh, Rex yeah. Manning song? Say no more, Mona Moore. Yeah, <laughs> say no more, Mona Moore. Um, so, and then what? I trash Armageddon. That's like Bay, one of Bay's better films. I guess just for fun, I'm going to give Empire Records to Michael Bay, and I'm going to trash Armageddon. Interesting. Kimmy? Too many choices. Brad's world, we're just left with deep impact. (laughs) (laughs) I loved deep impact. Yeah, it's great. Morgan Freeman is president, so it matters. President. It's meant to be. He should have ran. Yeah, yeah. Could have won. Could have won. <laughs> Penguin vote alone. I feel... I feel... I would obviously star in Empire Records. Which role? I know. I feel like Mark. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see you in the Mark role. Mark? I just love Mark. He's just so much fun. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, one of two characters that gets to talk to the camera in this movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's weird talk. how that happens. It was a lot of it, there was a lot of fourth wall breaking, and I'm not always about it, but I accept it in this film. Mm. Um, I just I don't like Ben Affleck, so I have to destroy him again. So or, leave it with Bay, or destroy is to leave it with Bay. Leave it with Bay. Yeah, or yeah. trash it is get rid of it. Yeah, I would say I, I would leave. I'm just going to leave that with, with Bay and then I just trash that thing you do. As much as I do love that thing you do, <laughs> it's... I just I don't like that lead guy. 
either. Oh, the main singer yeah. guy, Jonathan yeah, Sheck or whatever. Thank his you. Name I was is. like, what is oh, his last good job, name? Good Yeah. He was once married to Christina Applegate. He's no longer. What? And that's all I know. Ugh. And that he was a douche in this film. Yeah, he was a douche in this. Well, it turns into one. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky man that married to Christina Applegate. Mm. Sounds awesome. There you well, go. He screwed it up. So <laughs> sorry, Jonathan, if you're listening, you made a mistake. Yeah. Don't worry, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think my answer is kind of surprising myself mm-hmm. of what I'm going to do here. I think I'm starring in Armageddon. I can't. I was thinking you were going to say that. As Ben Affleck. Sure. You're going to put the animal crackers on the Tyler's stomach? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. I would rather it be you than him, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Plus, I, I get I to would, hang out with Michael Clark Duncan yeah. and Bruce Willis. I would enjoy that film. Steve Owen Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Look at all these guys. Probably get beers after yeah. a long day of work. Yeah. Sure. It's just Bruce Willis that goes. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start in Armageddon and stay awake just to hear you breathing. <laughs> Delicious. And, uh, <laughs> Delicious. Because of Michael Bay's work in music videos, I'm going to give him Empire Records. Yeah. And trash that thing you do. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long, long time. That thing you don't. <laughs> that thing I, I have <laughs> neglected to do for years. Um, okay, we Tyler did enough for all of us. <laughs> but I, I remember really liking it. It's really but good. It's just what I got to do here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm sorry, Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know. You directed a fine film. Tom. You directed a yeah. fine film, but it had to go. You did. It's a lot of white people. It's sure. a lot of I white guess people. it's a lot of white people in all the movies that we just talked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take that back. Boy, here we are. Well, Michael Clark Duncan is uh, yeah, black in Armageddon. <laughs> no <laughs> other movie. <so. laughs> I love Michael Clark yeah. Duncan. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yes, yes, may he. Uh, all right, guys. Let's do one more trash start story category. Let's do, of course, Empire Records is about a small business struggling in, struggling in this large corporate world. So many struggles. So let's do three small business movies. Another record store, High Fidelity. Oh, yeah. A independent bookstore. In You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. and Average Joe's Gymnasium in Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dodgeball, mm-hmm. You've Got Mail, High Fidelity, Trash, Star, Destroy. Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> My instinct's saying I gotta start in High Fidelity, I guess? Sure. Well, I, I, starting dodgeball would be fun. Yeah, another thing. Uh, hard day's work. Go get beers with these people. Yeah, that's, like that's... hang out with Vince Vaughn yeah. and Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Sure. Alan Tudyk. Sure. I do love. I'd probably take the Justin Long role if I did that, even though I like Justin Long too. Oh, uh, okay. I am going to do that. I'm going to star in dodgeball. Just because I don't think there's a role in High Fidelity that fits me well. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, to do the Jack Black role would be fun, or even the John Cusack role. Sure. But I almost feel like that's doing a disservice, but it's also Tim a disservice to cut the movie. Uh, I guess I'll give High Fidelity to Michael Bay. He's getting two record store movies. Yeah. I guess that could be his whole bit. Yeah. He just does record store movies. Probably better robots, so. Yeah, it's better than Transformers. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna trash you've got mail, which I'm pretty comfortable doing that. That's fine. Yeah, we still have the shop around the corner, and we still have Sleepless in Seattle. Is that the same movie? It's Meg Ryan. And oh, oh, so you're saying we get their combination, yes. and we get the the shop around the corner, the original. Yes. I like it. All right. Yeah. Smart move, Red. Thanks, Chris. Kimmy. Heard. Uh, so I feel like my instincts say that I should star in You've Got Mail, but at the same time, because I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, if anybody would get caught up in, like, a misdirected email kerfuffle, it'd be me. Kerfuffle. <laughs> uh, I suppose. But at the same time, I feel like I would star in Dodgeball. Ooh. And I would be the Vince Vaughn because I'm awesome. Sure. And I'm really good at Dodgeball and I've got a good throwing arm. I believe that. It's Yeah, it's legit. It's legit right now. I, I lift a lot, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he winds up with Christine Taylor, who, not bad on the eyes. Nope. And I guess it wouldn't matter if I was Vince Vaughn, and that whole bisexuality joke can just go out the window if that's the case. Mm. So that's oh, it. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you were gay. Oh, I'm bisexual. Oh, great, guys. Thanks. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just going to help that by being in it. Um, I feel like I'm going to trash High Fidelity only because I want to see what Michael Bay would do to You've Got Mail. Sure. <laughs> that <laughs> is a very fair point. Intriguing. Yeah. And a Michael Bay, Tom Hanks, Meg yeah. Ryan movie, especially after Sleepless in Seattle. I would, would like be... to know. I have a Shake lot of questions. Up. I yeah. wish. Yeah, that's true. I'd I pay would... tickets to see that. I, yeah, I, just, I, would, I would love yeah. to see that. And you get a win there because Christine Taylor now also recently separated. What? Ben Stiller. Yeah. Oh my God, Christine, call me. I can't, I can't believe you're fighting out on the air. Yeah. I did not know. Now I know. Hey, dude. Give me a call. Hey, oh, nice. good one. I wonder if yeah. that would work. Yeah, I don't, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Do you know how many of those she got when she was on that show? Probably. Oh. Too many. Hey, she married Ben Stiller. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Good job. <laughs> but then I guess... Good guess. You're probably happier this way, so... Yeah, Who are we, we are. to comment? This took a whole turn. Boy, um... Chris? Yeah, I am, I am similarly <laughs> torn, although you make a fine argument for Michael Bay's You've Got Mail. <laughs> um, I might... Yeah, alright, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna star in High Fidelity. Sorry, John Cusack. Taking the lead role. Taking the lead role. Sure, <laughs> it's a great role. Dude, it's, yeah, it's awesome. You get to be in Jack Black's breakout movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be overshadowed by Jack Black the whole time. Great. It's the dream. Yeah. I am going to actually trash You've Got Mail, because I'm interested in just in seeing how much... A like uh, dodgeball becomes to Tropic Thunder if Michael oh. Bay directs oh, dodgeball a true underdog story. Okay. Yeah. Heard. That's interesting. Yeah. Heard. Heard. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Yeah. Word to the bird. There it is. Word to the bird. We're taking a break. <laughs> We're coming right back with more Kimmy Krenzer and more Empire Records right after this. back high on film talking empire records today the last of the independent record stores damn the man save the empire i like that mm-hmm. <laughs> although I'm, I'm i'm inherently anti-empire yeah due to not a fan of my show? star wars affiliation yeah. oh yeah. i'm part of the rebel alliance i'm sorry yeah that's okay it's you okay. know that's your cross to bear yeah but hey i'm sure there's a lot of good people in the empire you know obviously some of them run great yeah fun I don't know how well this Un- empire ran. Yeah, this is an <laughs> unwieldy record store. <laughs> so yeah, maybe they, maybe they do need the corporate backbone of a music town. We're having a day. But yeah, speaking of, let's try outlining the details of said day in Empire Records. It's time for the summary game, the first official game of the podcast. That's worth a damn. The conversion rate there is a damn is zero to two points. Uh, please use decimals as we score each other numerically, like friends do, uh, yes, yes, as we yes, each yes. take a turn at summarizing Empire Records in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. All right. It's a 90-minute movie, a certified high-on-film runtime, right. leaving us each nine seconds flat. Nine seconds. Also, our second consecutive week doing a 90-minute movie. Ah, oh, beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? We love it. Mm. Yeah, Captain Ron nice. and Empire Records. The 90s love their 90-minute movies, appropriately <laughs> enough. It's like there's a structure and a formula. <laughs> People can only sit for so long. Yeah, yeah. Justice League, three hours. Oh, wait. <laughs> God. So much. Oh. Of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss with our three-sided coin to find out who would be going first. And Brad, you know, you since you won last week, you get the option, you get the, I should say, privilege Calling it in the air. Right. You, you called it. I did. You said Hales. Sure. There it is. That's what it was. Ted's, Hales, and other. And you got it. So, you want to go first, second, or third this week, sir? You get it again. I guess I'll go first. Try oh. to sum up this movie. Uh, yeah. And they say chivalry is dead. <laughs> Brad Davis. <laughs> okay. Uh, about to summarize Empire Records. Records. Not Records. In nine seconds. In three, two, one. 
a record store of employees. One gives away the money. One is in love with a guy coming who's a famous guy. One is really angsty. One is depressed. Time. <laughs> One is. <laughs> Not many. my finest. There's too many of them. I panicked. Too many I like. I, I. I'm usually good at like at least having a thought in my head to begin with. Yeah, like yeah. get something up there, and yeah. I didn't do that. <laughs> I had nothing. That was one of my worst summaries in a while. You didn't even give us a noun. You nope. just said one is one, one is. what? <laughs> they work at a record store. I said that. Sure. One record then. One record. One record. One is record is them. One's angsty. It's true. Sure. One's classical. <laughs> One's jazz. Mm, boy, that was rough. One's a little bit country. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris, nine seconds. Are you ready to try uh, I, and outdo my brilliance? I, I hope I am. Okay. In three, two, one. A kid who uh, is given a chance to close a record store, gambles all the money away, and puts the store in debt that's going to be sold to a bigger company, so the kids all have their problems and they get together to port a concert. Nice. And okay. Well, better. Yeah. You've Thank actually you. got a plot point in there. Yeah. I tried to get at least one plot point in every summary game. Smart. <laughs> Kimmy, are you ready for this? Let me just crack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Stretch. Stretch it out. Yeah, stretching it out. I wish you would have done this before we started recording, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Nine seconds in three, two, one... A ragtab group of employees in a record store screw around all day on a very special day where a very famous man comes to sign records. Time. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much it. That's yeah. The whole thing. yeah. I thought you were over at comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. Well, he did. What did you say? I, I, I thought our summary was over at yeah. comes. Right. A very famous man comes. I know. I felt the pause was necessary yeah. to <laughs> emphasize that fact that he did, in fact. Um, yeah. But also... Well, I guess it's... You're not sure, but... He did come into some... Yeah, I don't know what actually happened. Yeah. Just everybody's like, where's Gina? <laughs> How could she? <laughs> I know. Gina, cold as ice. Man. Yeah, well, uh... She went right Corey for was it. acting like a total asshole before that. Yeah, yeah but still, that she, is... Yeah, fucked up. I'm not denying yeah. that. Ice cold, But then it was right. like self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's a lot happening there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get into our second game. It's called First Impressions. In this game, we're each going to supply uh, the person sitting to our right a line from Empire Records. We would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. Okay. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. This time, it's zero to three points. A little heavier weighted of a game. Uh, boy, uh, Brad, you went first, so I'm going to go first in this game and give you, Kimmy, a line I'd like to hear you uh, say. Maybe my least favorite character in this movie, unfortunately, is Warren. Bless him. Uh, <laughs> the, little, the shoplifter turned uh, hostage taker turned Empire Records employee. Yeah. There's a lot that happened. A lot yeah. of turning. A lot of turning. A lot of, they're, yeah. all, they're all given a chance. Well, like... <laughs> For some reason. He has an eclectic music selection. Yes. You know, it only leads to him wearing many hats. Yes. You know, he's a complicated guy. Um... And before he does get his job at Empire Records, he complains, why should he give me a job? Why should anybody give me a job? In um, maybe one of the clumsier lines in this film, but <laughs> says it, I, I think, in, in a accent reminiscent of John Travolta, so I'd just like to hear you <laughs> attempt that. Here it is. He's not going to give me a job, man. How do you know? Why should he? Why should anyone give me a job? Give me a job. Okay, Kimmy, whenever you're ready. <clears throat> He's not going to give me a job, man. Why should he? Why should anyone give me a job? <laughs> <laughs> nice accent yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that definitely netted you an extra, some extra scoring on that one. I what he was doing in that film. <laughs> yeah. uh, raising stakes is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It, in the only way I believe, uh, in the same way that I believe Michael Scott raises the stakes in his improv class by introducing a gun. gun. <laughs> he raises the stakes, and then the stakes are just taken out completely by the police, who say it's fine. Well, there's nothing really we can do. We're just the police. Oh, yeah. Rubber bullet, or blank. Blank. So, not rubber bullet, blank. So it's fine. Oh. That would be much different. What a That would still hurt. Um. <laughs> Kimmy, do you have a line you'd like to hear Brad impersonate? I would really like Brad to um, explain to Warren why he glued quarters to the floor. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> sure, yeah, no, yeah, I think that's perfect. That sums it up. <laughs> yeah, sums it up. Yep. Who glued these quarters down? I did. What the hell for, man? I don't feel that I need to explain my art to you, Warren. Okay, Brad. Poor man's Andrew Keegan. AJ. Okay. Kind of a normal voice. All right. <clears throat> we'll sell it then. I'm going to try. That's what I'm going to try to do. I don't feel that I need to explain my art to you, Warren. All right. You might have actually had too much anger. I think so. Yeah. I felt it. You I was too upset. He's more laissez-faire. He is. You were thinking about Corey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, that sketch he's doing, pretty crappy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all his art pieces, that one's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Bad. He's not going to succeed. No. The quarters thing's my favorite. <laughs> I love that as an art piece. That's, it's going to get him right into Boston Art College. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he fools Warren. <laughs> Stupid Warren. Stupid Warren. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brad. Yes. Do you have a line for me, sir? Uh, yes. I have a Lucas line for you. Ah. Uh, pretty much at the top of the film, whenever uh, uh, Gina walks in and Lucas is in Joe's office. Joe's not there. And he tells her he's reached his pinnacle. He's going to close the shop tonight. And uh, he breaks down the only rules that Joe gave him as far as closing the store. Joe's letting me close the store tonight. You're kidding. I am not. Big responsibility, Lucas. Yes, but Joe's rules are extremely simple. Count money twice, keep my hands off of his beer, cigars, and drumsticks. My, my. How will you remember it all? Ah, Rory Cochrane. Star of one of my favorite films, Dazed and Confused. <clears throat> Love this guy. He's great. He is. Yes, but Joel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Joel's. Joel's. That's what I said. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call a mulligan for myself here. There you go. Yes, but Joe's rules are extremely simple: count money twice, keep my hands off of his beer, cigars, and drumsticks. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't it's feeling it. Cigars. Yeah. Cigars. Yeah, and he kind of goes a little softer at the end with the drumsticks too. Mm. Drumsticks. But it's. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I've never tried a Rory Cochrane impression before. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's part. That's why this game's fun, Chris. Yeah. He's it, particular. All right, guys. That's first impressions. You can set the scorecards aside once you're done scoring, because we're headed into a more open forum discussion that we like to call scene work. Now we're an optimistic podcast. We start things off optimistically, just like Lucas. He just knows everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So do we. To do to do, best scene. What's the best scene in Empire Records? Um, boy, that's actually kind of tough. Yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had in this film. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, for okay. me, I think I've already told you the quarters. If my if I have to pick <laughs> one single yeah. scene, it is the one we just played where Warren is trying to pick up the quarters that we have just watched AJ glue to the floor with super glue. <laughs> He's just so mad about it. Yeah, and he tells him that he doesn't have to explain his art to him. I, I love that. Yeah. It's so funny and yeah. easily my most memorable scene from this. Yeah. I guess the scene that always sticks, or the scene that I always kind of think of when I think of this movie is the shoplifting scene. Yeah. That's kind of the one that stand. That's when I think of this movie. That's the first thing that probably pops into my head, um, just because I kind of like the idea of pressuring, like knowing that he's shoplifting. Uh, Lucas sees him do it, and then to kind of pressure him, and then just kind of this almost um, cartoonish. Oh, chase very cartoonish. Where he's just like popping up in all these places, someone inexplicably, yeah. and it's just kind of it's pretty wacky and mm-hmm. almost out of the, uh, almost in a different world almost than it feels like the rest of the movie is. Yeah. It's like Tom and Jerry. Yes. It's, it's like Jerry, Tom, Tom and Jerry, Jerry running from the bulldog. And every time they think they're safe, the bulldog's standing right there, already yeah. beating them to the destination, like yeah. relaxing and like ready to get them. And Warren's just so bad at running away and Rory Cochran barely has to run. Yeah. Right. Well, and I love too the idea, because I was even thinking it, and then they say the line of like, 
who robs the store and then comes back to the scene of the crime? I think yeah. Gina has the line, yeah. which is such a funny thing too. Like, yeah, yeah how are you? This is moronic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, Warren's an idiot. Lucas, so. well, that's also also true. <laughs> but Lucas kind of directs him, redirects him around back into the store, yeah. right? By blocking yeah. his path yeah. other yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah, I like it when they can engage other members of the cast as well. Where it's like clearly a scene that's a chase scene, but then when it's like Gina gets on the microphone and is like, hello. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone kind of gets in on it. The shoplifter yeah. scream into yeah. the camera yeah. by Ethan Randall. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just know it's Ethan Embry. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely kind of always the standout scene in my mind yeah. from this movie. So, I guess that's my best scene. Yeah. There you go. Kimmy? I also had it written down as mine. Um, oh, interesting. said that, well, because I just, I, you said everything you just said makes sense about it. It's just a nice, it's a fun little bit in the middle of all of this crap that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like I could also say something else because, like, obviously the end of the movie, they're all dancing on the fun song. Sure. Uh, you know, and, like, that's cute, but it's not really much of a scene. You know, it's just they're all dancing and everything just turned out okay, you know, or like the, when they're getting ready for the party, just because I do love Plowed by Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just fun. It's like, oh, they're all coming together to save the Empire. It's so much fun. But I guess I'm going to say, for the sake of putting down something else in the multitude of things that you could say about this film that are fun, I like, mm -hmm. I think it's when Corey and Gina leave the pizza place and Eddie comes out. And he goes, you forgot your thingy, and he picks up the bra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that, pretty great. That, that got me. That got me pretty hard. <laughs> I forget about it every time. And he's, you forgot your thingy, and it's just like this red lacy bra. Yeah. <laughs> and they just had this huge fight, and he's like, I don't know what happened. What's yeah. going yeah. on? Kind of nice, releases the yeah. tension right. out of the scene yeah. nicely. Yeah, sure. That guy's funny. It's a pretty uncomfortable well. scene. Oh, it is. So. It's, they're really, yeah. Corey's really mean to Gina. Sad, yeah. 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 But they, they work it out. They did. Yeah. I mean, as we said, I think the cast here, I mean, works such so well as an ensemble mm -hmm. of nineties caricatures of the you know, types of people. Yeah. Like we go around the lunchroom and go mm -hmm. here, the nerds and the freaks and mm -hmm. you know, the oh, goths. Yeah. yeah. Um with his guitar. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh and yeah, and they're all pretty great. Um the one thing I did wanna uh also say is I love the Eminem lottery idea of yeah. who gets to choose the music in the record store. Yeah, that is good. That That's everyone gets an Eminem. Charming. Yep. And then they pick another one, and whoever has the same color as the one they yeah. pick is gets to choose yeah. the music. They all get mad at Mark, but they all dance anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Except AJ, who yeah. then shuts it off. And you're like, And then Dude. burns the CD. Yeah. Yeah, jeez, AJ. That was hardcore. Yeah, that's down. You were all store just, property. That was such a fun montage of cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it, AJ. Yeah. You ruined everything. Yeah, they clean, but yeah. don't set up for Rex Manning Day. I know, because <laughs> they Gosh. do that later. It's got, it's not a music town yet. They don't know the rules. That's true. Oh, good point. Beat of their own drum. Well, guys, if there's a best scene, it means there logically must be a worst scene. Yeah. Do 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 worst scene. There's a few. Boy. Yeah, there is a few. <sighs> yeah, but. I mean, I have a couple things. Go ahead. All right. Well, we'll start with worst scene. Mm -hmm. uh, like the either the the worst thing that bothers you the most or whatever. Mm -hmm. Pick the worst one. Quite first. honestly, and this is a, such a small thing. It's kind of funny that I'm picking it, but the thing I probably rolled my eyes the hardest at in this whole movie is the idea that Joe vents his frustration on the <laughs> drum set. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets that, so mad. He just got a jam. Yeah, yeah, that is that just struck me as so lame. Yeah. This time through, for some reason, yeah. and, and I mean, I've obviously seen this movie before. That just never struck me as so lame until this time, because he's like mad, and then he like, and of course, too, it all connects to the beginning. Like, don't touch his drumsticks, because that's yeah. what he's got to vent with. Right, right. It's like personal objects. Oh god, that was this time. That just got me as so dumb. You got to just crank yeah. some ACDC and play drums along with the record. Right. I mean, whatever. It's like, everyone has their thing. You just sure. lost nine thousand dollars, and that's your reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. I'm gonna go drum hard. Christian Bale does the same thing in The Big Short. Yeah, that's true. Yes, drums his stress yeah. away. Well, maybe it works, but it just struck me as really dumb in this movie. All right, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I just love because you were you were just like really. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, this is dumb. God, Kimmy, what are you doing for worst scene here? I feel 
I'm going to have to go with um, Corey trying to seduce Rex Manning because it's just so uncomfortable on so many mm. levels because I'm uncomfortable with her, I'm uncomfortable with him, and then it ends so poorly. <sighs> yeah. Like, I, it's just such an awful, awful scene. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable scene. Yeah, I think it's just, a, it, she, he just cinches it in the end when he says that she hopes she likes the taste of ranch dressing. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because, you know, just, you know. Ejaculate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is why is. that strikes me as the worst scene. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly... This movie suffers yeah. from a lot of cutting. There's a lot. Um, yeah. And I feel like if Corey's naivete about love and romance and yeah. losing her virginity was a little more plotted out, a little more grounded, like, or present in the film, mm -hmm. I think it probably would have been a better scene to see yes. this comeuppance of like, oh, look, this rock star yeah. is not gonna He's fall in love great. and marry yeah. you. He's just gonna be like, all right, give me a blowjob. Yeah. And yeah. kind of like watching that like shatter yeah. moment for her and then falling into the arms yeah. of the guy who's always loved her. They loved you this whole time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that arc could work there, but it's just yeah. so abrupt and yeah. then it's okay so yeah. quickly. And that's why it's just so uncomfortable because even when she introduces it earlier in the movie, like today I'm going to offer myself to Rex Manning and it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> we gotta stand like that, Corey. Yeah. Why we gotta do this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. scene is always just like, Hoot. yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it's gross. There's a lot of sexual assault in this movie. A there bit, is. a yeah. bit, quite yeah. a bit. Well, special. And like we said, we all cringed when he was like, "How old are you?" And she goes, "Old enough." Like, oh, and yeah. we were like, "You're gonna need to put a number on that <laughs> yeah. uh, legally." <laughs> AJ takes Deborah's hand and puts it right on his crotch. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that Mark? One of the. No, I think it's AJ. AJ? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's AJ. Like I know that Ugh, they were AJ. all probably in their twenties when they filmed this, but still. Yeah. Yeah. It suffers from nineties. Yeah. Stuff right. like stuff yeah. that just they did in the nineties that they don't do in films anymore. It's kind of yeah. blase. Lack so of we're awareness. Just gonna... Lack of awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think my worst scene is probably getting into the funeral. The yeah. lack of intro about how to get into the funeral, yeah. and then the funeral scene, okay. while pretty iconic in this, yes. just doesn't sit right for me. It yeah, it's it's literally a game of Pictionary, yeah. as Liv Tyler starts drawing mm -hmm. Deb's gravestone, mm -hmm. and you hear Lucas guessing what it is, and yeah. he's like, moon? Oh, cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funeral for Deb? Oh, that's what we're doing. And then now. it's, yeah, cut to setting yeah. it up, like quick montage. Yeah. Them explaining it. And then they don't even really have a good funeral for her, and they all just talk about themselves. Exactly. Right. And then they have literally a... settling their own problems yeah. themselves just <laughs> by saying them out loud. Which, and then they, it's time to party. Which somehow gets Deb to like be like, I'm okay now. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, also that like dialogue of, I want to be brave like Gina. Yeah. You yeah. are brave. And again, if this movie were longer and like a little more, mm -hmm. had more scenes in it that showed mm -hmm. these people really struggling with these mm -hmm. issues, yeah. the coming together and the, you know, tying up of the ends of character arcs, I think would have, could have meant a little more. Yeah. But it kind of just, Seems so inserted into this film. Yeah. That's like the same thing with the speed storyline too. It just feels yeah. so oh, yeah. forced. Yeah. Like, oh, now she, she's on. You see her take a pill once. Yeah. Right. You don't see any effects of the speed. Exactly. And it's that's a problem yeah. for me too. Exactly. Also, um, and then we kind of talked about it before. The fact that they hire Warren after that whole spiel is insane. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So. Well, the fact that they have $9,000 in cash in the safe yes. is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, was, that, was that all supposed to go to the bank? That was like the deposit for the, for the day. day. Yeah. yeah, so they made nine, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's... Which, I don't know how they got away with, he put all those flyers in the bag. And nobody the, noticed when that? When the manager came, and then apparently it wasn't an issue, because now like, he came in, like, you know, on fire, like, where's my money, Joe? Yeah. And then, well, he comes well, back he later. Yeah. yeah, and he comes back later, and he... The guy doesn't realize it. I guess the bank would at some point call and be like, hey, there's yeah. just fucking paper in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I guess there, that's what it is. There's some stakes involved that I don't think anybody really took seriously. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, kind of an issue with yeah. this movie in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens to Lucas? Uh, I, I mean, basically exactly. what they make all the money back for him. 
And Lucas's whole plan in the first place is what he's just going to go win a bunch more money so they can buy the store out Basically, from yeah. Music Town. Yeah, essentially. I guess because he's going to sell it to him cheap because he had because what's his name had to work the the owner had to work for two minutes behind the register. Well, yeah, that whole yeah. concept too of yeah. like I'll he's sell like, this store. I hate this cheap. Place. Yeah. He like, was wait, why? So much. Yeah. Well, again, it's so it's it's rushed together. Because they need to get these plot points in yeah. without giving you the moments yeah. that really make those plot points resonate, yeah. unfortunately. I think they needed less montages. Yeah. A lot of montages. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a movie about music. Yeah. So it makes, it makes the most sense to give... I mean, there's scenes like that that yeah. are montage scenes because yeah. it's basically a music yeah. video. There's yeah. only so much you get from the dialogue, too. Like, they insinuate that, like, you know, Burko and Deb have a relationship and that, like, you know, they have those moments with Corey where it's like, you know, she does... Too much schoolwork, and her dad is very hard on her. Right. And how did you find time to do this? You know, but it's just there's only even her relationship with AJ. He's he's her best friend. I don't understand. We've never seen you speak before this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. They don't. They have an interaction like once. Yeah. The only interaction we get is that he's like, I'm gonna tell Corey that I'm in love with her today. Yeah, and then breaks down when she does not accept him. Yeah, he was not. That was. Then he has. Then he's putting Deb's hand on his crotch. He's taking off his shirt. And getting super close to her. Yeah. yeah. I and I'm like, face. I thought she's with Burko. I know. There's so much happening. There is. He just wants her to come back. On the busiest day in this record store's history. And the craziest day, too. Everyone happened. just out of their minds so that much day. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. It's time for Milking It, the final game of the podcast. This time, zero to five points at stake. Mm -hmm. So it is easily the most heavily weighted game of the show. Oh, God. We're each going to draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card will give you a new way to look at this film, Empire Records, and uh, reuse the elements, reduce the elements, recycle the elements, uh, whatever you want to do to change up the characters, the plot, the storyline, the, the plot or the storyline, the themes, <laughs> and create a brand new movie, a title, and a quick summary to make a billion more dollars for the studio system. Because this movie made a billion. Because this movie made about... Five dollars. $9,000. I believe... Uh, Kimmy, would you do us the honors and go first? I would adore that. Oh! Prequel. Oh! Alright. Brad? Okay. Draw a card. Parody or spoof? Okay. Alright. Alright, indeed. And I'll draw, and I'm going to be bringing us home with a mockumentary. Alright. Mm. Alright. That'll be fun. We're going to take the second of our two breaks here, and be right back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment immediately following this. We have returned from our break, right in the middle of milking it for Empire Records. Okay, Kimmy, you're kicking us off appropriately enough with the prequel to Empire Records. Okay, hear me out. We have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's set maybe like a week before this actual movie happens, and it gives you all of the backstory that is entirely missing from this entire film. <laughs> Fills in all the plot holes. Are AJ and Corey really best friends? What did Deb do when she had hair? What did Virgo <laughs> actually do <laughs> at the record store, aside from carry around his guitar? What is his relationship with Deb? Did Mark hit his head at one point? Because I have a lot of questions about Mark. <laughs> How truly does Rex's assistant Jane know Joe? And what happened? I don't know. Let's find out in Empire Records' actual backstory. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mark's answer is just he howls so that hot brownie. <laughs> and he does probably does that yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he probably makes him a lot of brownies. Yeah. Just a quar. <laughs> yeah. I love Guar. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> Guar cameo. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Brad, you got the parody or spoof, your choice. Right. What'd you go with? Well, I'm 
basically going to do a movie that uh, kind of spoofs the record industry. So it's going to center around Rex Manning. Oh, okay. So we're going to kind yeah. of show him. We're going to show him shooting this music, the music video that we see in this movie. And as we do that, we're flashing back to kind of his rise through the record industry through all this year. Kind of Dewey Cox-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we, we kind of get that backstory and we see how the music video shoot goes. And then the this is all leading up to what turns out to be his final public appearance because his album flops so bad at Empire Records. And that's kind of the, that's the climax of the movie is him at Empire Records and kind of his final day. And then the album's released that day and the numbers come out and they're awful. Mm. And he never makes a public appearance mm. again and goes into hiding. Oh, man. Yep. Mm. Jeez. In Rex Manning Day. <laughs> Rex Manning Day? Yes. Oh, hilarious. Good stuff. Rex Manning Day. Yeah. <laughs> we mustn't dwell. So uplifting. Yeah. All right, I got a mockumentary. Mock it up. Mock it up. Here we Mock go. Mock it in. Let me begin. So, uh, of course, we're set at Empire Records, and the last independent record store is going out of business uh, due to this fuck up by one of the employees. Um... We're going to focus more on the teens, uh, and it's still going to be set in, like, heavily in the 90s, mm -hmm. and you're going to get these guys playing, like, these big 90s caricatures of teenage life and record store music snobs, kind of like you do in, like, High Fidelity, but of course there'll be comedians really, mm -hmm. really singeing the uh, details of the ins and outs <laughs> of these, these cultures. Um, you get interviews with all of them about what happened. Um, so, you know, of course, Mark leads you to believe that there's, like, this big conspiracy theory of he got married and now there's a hitman after him. Um, uh, and then we end up, you know, like we kind of see things play out, everyone kind of comes together to throw a benefit concert. So we watch everyone kind of play their parts to get um, uh, this concert together for the night and save the, uh, the Empire Records. Rex Manning's going to appear. He's a famous singer. Um, and he does... And then in the spirit of this is Spinal Tap, um, they don't actually make enough money to sell, to buy Empire Records. Huh. And it closes. <laughs> oh, wow. And then we catch up with them all Plot later. Twist. Yeah. Wow. And Joe's now back doing what he loves, playing drums yeah. uh, for a Creed. For Creed? <laughs> awesome. Because he looks like he the guy from Creed. He does look like the guy from Creed. Has <laughs> <Lepaglia. laughs> Awesome. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know, everyone, you know, Lucas is trying to start his own now, like new independent yeah. record store. It's probably where the mm -hmm. little uptick is yeah. at the end. Gotcha. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, and since we're focusing on the, the '90s teens and the the record store, it's called the Empire Generation. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. That nice. makes sense. That's really what this film is about. You know, it's like I think I said it earlier. It's a microcosm. Of like the perfect '90s. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like it's like a just like a cross section of all of these personalities, and it's you know it influenced a whole slew of people. Totally, and it's so strong in the characters and the events that go down. Like it, that, even with all this, these scenes missing, you follow right along, and you can be. Exactly find that emotional connection yeah. to these characters because you're like, yeah. they're almost, they're archetypes and yeah. you're like, oh no, I know this character, this, you know. Yeah, it's easy to tap in. Yeah. Like, if I didn't know you uh, and I saw you on the street, I'd be like, oh, his aesthetic is Empire Records. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> Alright, guys, well, we're unfortunately approaching the end of the show and which means we get to our pessimistic end, mm -hmm. Podcast Regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying uh, throughout the duration of the show? No, I mean, mine is that I actually, something I didn't do before the show was see Colin Hanks's Tower Records documentary, uh, All Things Must Pass, The Rise and Fall of Tower Records. I really wanted to watch it. Um, I love Colin Hanks. Yeah, me too. Sure. And um, yeah, but I didn't get to. And I feel like it would have been a nice little tie-in. Yeah, huh. that would have been. Sorry, so, buddy. That's all right. What about you guys? I guess my regret is uh, not mentioning how much I cringed at the beginning of this movie <laughs> when we're seeing Atlantic City and yeah. there's like Trump Plaza twice. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, I mean. That hurt us all. Yeah. That, it was just like, oh, I saw it once and I was like, oh, no, that sucks. And then you see it again, you're like, come on. <laughs> you feel like you're rubbing it in. Twice. <laughs> 
Uh, so I'd be remiss if uh, I didn't mention that. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Kimmy? Well, I guess there's a lot that I regret in my life, and I guess <laughs> what I mostly regret is continually saying that on this podcast. Um, but I guess I feel like I did a good job of expressing how much I do truly love this movie, but I, f I don't know if it's been made entirely aware how much I quote this movie <laughs> <laughs> and how I can just sit there and just basically recite the whole damn thing. So, I don't know. I just, just, it's a, it's, like I said, it's a fun, cute, funny, funny movie. And I regret that I just said that because that was so inarticulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, a uh, regret within a regret. I know. I just wanted to try something new. A, a middle school, high school touchstone for me. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I now kind of see it in yeah. a slightly different light. A but man. Yeah. You brought me back. I, I really love this love this movie. Oh, I also regret not mentioning that both Ethan Embry and Liv Tyler are both in that thing you do. Yes. yes. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Good, good call. That's it. Yeah. That's well, it. I guess we can thank my sisters for this podcast because that is from whom I inherited this film. Uh, thanks, Kimmy sisters. Yeah, thanks, Kimmy sisters. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for introducing it into Kimmy's life. Here we are. And then here we are. It all led to this. Oh. <laughs> It was destiny. Here it is. The pick of destiny. The pick of it was the pick of destiny. Pick and Brad, destiny. unfortunately, you were not the pick of destiny today. You only ended up with fourteen point six <laughs> points. That summary Put, with yeah. that summary, I had no, I did not deserve to be anywhere near winning this. Yeah, game. putting you in a solid third place. I'll take it. Uh, I'm following you up with sixteen points flat, which makes Kimmy our winner at seventeen points. The crown. Happens again. I did it. It's two for two. Two for two. Congratulations, nice. Kimmy. Just being nice to me. <laughs> I don't think so. I, no, yeah, you had a great summary. Thank you, you guys. Uh, yeah, your, your uh, impression was, was, I think, probably better than ours. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I'm not, I am not brushed up on my warren. <laughs> Just well, going cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for the show. Kimmy, thank you so much for your time and for bringing this lovely bit of nostalgia back to the podcast for me today. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Anything you'd like to plug anywhere on the internet we should look for you? If you're oh, down for stuff like that? If you follow me on Instagram at Muscles Krenzel, you'll see about 9,000 pictures of my dog. Mm. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great dog. <laughs> he is a great dog. She is a great she's dog. A great Every dog. time. She's a dog. I do that all the time. She's a handsome woman. I know. She is. She's a handsome woman. Her <laughs> name is Snacks. Snacks Krenzel. <sighs> you white man, Brad. <laughs> Assume everything's yeah. male. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can follow me on Twitter at, at BD Always GP. Same on Instagram yeah, for more misogyny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's baked right in. Um, and I love you, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, baseball blog. Also on my Twitter page. There it is. And I will not let this go without saying, Brad is a feminist. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. He is. He's one of the few that I let in. <laughs> I, would, I would never. <laughs> I would never sully your good name here on this show, Brad. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, my pleasure. I'm at Chris Maxwell across your social media platforms. That's Chris with an O instead of an I. At High on Film is the show. And you can find us wherever you really want to. We're all around. Um, but mostly on iTunes, where you can give us a star rating or leave a quick review just saying, Hey, good job. You watched my favorite movie. Anything you want that's positive to help with our exposure. And that's it. We have a... We have a mini episode out right now for Wonder Woman. We reviewed that. I had a great time. Brad enjoyed himself as well. I did. Spoiler alert. No. Kimmy also saw it and thought it was awesome. Kimmy also <laughs> saw it and thought it was awesome. <laughs> There's her review. She's not on that. Kimmy Krenzer says, awesome. Yeah. I think the world is generally saying Wonder Woman's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Exactly. Great popcorn movie. Uh, so give that a listen. Captain Ron last week. And I don't know what's coming up next week. We'll see. Great cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got Starring something. We got so after next week, we've got some fun stuff planned. Mm, so, that's true. Yeah. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you so much. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>